0: Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Tracy.
1: Hey, and I'm Brian, and today we're talking about counting the cost of competitive sports, comp sports. If you've got kids, you know, junior high, high school, maybe even grade school, and you're in comp sports, maybe you're listening to this because you thought, ah, we're having some issues, not really sure how to think about this. As parents, it is super expensive in terms of more than money, money, time, even emotional energy, opportunity costs. So we're going to be talking about that in today's episode, and on the call with us is David and Tina Snover, and they're out in Colorado, and they've got a couple of kids in comp sports, so why don't we start with this, David and Tina, tell us a little bit about your kids, your situation, then we'll tell you about ours, and we're going to dive into this topic.
2: Sure. Um, we, we have uh, two daughters, uh, nine and 12, and uh, they're involved in soccer, a little bit of um, volleyball as well, and basketball. Uh, with a little skiing mixed in as well during the winter season, uh, not competitive but uh, just recreational, yeah. and uh, so they stay pretty active.
1: Yeah, Trace, why don't you just real quick? So your kids are younger than ours, but Tracy, our, why don't you for podcast listeners? Why don't you tell to tell everyone about our kids?
0: Yeah, so we have an 18-year-old daughter who's a freshman in college and a 16-year-old son who's a sophomore in high school, and we. Uh, my daughter was a big volleyball player. That's kind of what she put her time and energy into. And our son does golf and basketball.
1: Yeah. But comp sports are thankfully behind us. Yes,
0: We have,
3: <laughs> we have kissed that train goodbye. So tell us how you survived I because know. we are in the thick of it right now. Exactly.
1: I shuddered when I heard 12 years old. I, I thought, well, man, that was when it got really messy for our kids, and so we'll get into all of that. But let let's start with this question. Question three here, David and Tina, answer this: What role do sports play in your girls' lives and in your family's family's life? How would you answer that question?
3: Do you want that, honey? Or <laughs> uh, what
2: role? Um, well, uh, we love sports. We're a sports family, um, and just occupationally, um, Tina works for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes as a um, director and. Um, I went to college and studied sports and fitness and became a physical educator, became an athletic trainer, the guy on the sidelines that is an advocate for the health and so forth of athletes um, and currently work in orthopedics and sports medicine as a physician assistant. So, um, we love sports. (laughs) We our occupations are around sports and (laughs) the girls, um, have grown up um, and we wanted to introduce them to sports. We both Tina and I both had an awesome um, experiences in high school and and Tina in college with um, athletics and, and, and got all the benefits. And that's what you should get from it. You should get everything from fitness and activity to socialization, to being part of a team. it's about, you know, the corny sayings. It's, you know, it's about the we, not the me, you know, and yeah. you're fighting for something greater than yourself and, and just all those benefits. And so we love, love, love sports and um, we want to get all the benefits out of it that we can and, and that and introduce that and have our girls go through that, the struggle, learning perseverance and, and so forth. And, and so um, that's, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely a part of our, our world.
3: Right. Our and I've cur- played since they were young. So, yeah, we we're, we're in this trying to manage our our life around sports <laughs> right
0: well and this is it was interesting david to hear you say that you guys had great experiences with sports growing up brian and i would say the mm-hmm. same thing but right. when i was playing sports there wasn't com sports weren't a thing yet was it for you guys
2: I, no yeah my brother um youngest brother I have three um two brothers i'm the middle of three and um so that launched I feel like when my youngest brother came through and he started traveling with baseball and mm-hmm. played baseball in college and tried out for the, the minor leagues and so forth, um, and that's what happened for him, um, but that was right. I, I feel like I'm like you guys. That it was not the case for me, but Tina, and I'll have you speak to that, Tina, about um, uh, your experience with soccer growing up but it wasn't uh it was just the scholastic leagues and and there's definitely been a shift Mm -hmm. in the nation now there's a lot less scholastic athletes right um and there's many more million you know it's upwards of 50 million uh rec and travel team type athletes club athletes out there so there's a big shift
1: yeah, it's a big business now. Tina, how, how I mean, you've got two girls in soccer, Tina, and you played soccer as a little girl and then all the way up through college. Has, has girls' soccer changed or is it the same?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yes, girls' soccer has changed. <laughs> I, um, I feel I played competitive soccer growing up, but that meant something different in the, I mean, I was born in 77 there. I said it. Um, so in the eighties, I know, I know. Um, in the eighties, you know, competitive soccer was, you played in a tournament or two for fun. I mean, you wanted to go and compete, but it was kind of like, Hey, let's all go on a road trip and get out of town once or twice a season. And, you know, we, once a year we went to Vegas and I drove in Phoenix and and we played competitively, and we but we played in Phoenix. We didn't have to drive to Flagstaff and Tucson and California every weekend to like have a game. Right. Where now, that doesn't happen. I mean, there's people in these such. There's so many elite leagues to literally play one soccer game. A family can spend a thousand dollars to play a game. And it and and the other issue with soccer now, uh, um. Is they practice forever, mm-hmm. and you'll have six to eight weeks of of quote preseason, and then you will have two to three months of games within four to six weeks. Right. And so the injuries going up, the burnouts going up. You, the, you're losing subs, and so the games get harder because you, you you don't have as, the benches in as deep mm-hmm. because you've you're burning these kids out at such a rate. I mean, even U.S. soccer guidelines are posted, and local soccer clubs do not follow them. Mm. So to answer your question in a long way, it's completely changed because we are being told, we are being completely, um, I, don't, I guess I want to say manipulated, because mm. to say our kids, your kids have to do this or they will not be successful athletes
0: in high school right now and i think that tina what you just said i think is really important for parents out there to listen and easy for us to say at on the tail end of it because trust me i bought the mm-hmm. line hook line and sinker right. i was right there mm-hmm. saying yes we have to do this i was telling brian if we don't they're not even going to make mm-hmm. the high school team and i think parents really need to just stop and mm-hmm. take a breath and think about that yeah mm-hmm. That, that it is not the end-all be-all to be in competitive sports.
4: Yeah,
1: listen, if you're a parent if you're a parent out there listening to this podcast and you've got a seven year old, an eight year old, <laughs> a nine year old, it is not too late. Now again, we're not we're not down down on sports. That's why we wanted Tina and David on this. They love sports. their 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 family is all about sports. So we want to make sure that everybody understands. We're not saying sports are bad or even that comp sports are bad but really the title of this conversation is we need to count the cost of competitive sports because what could happen And Tracy and I have seen a lot of families on the sort of on the back side of this, looking back and saying, what, what did we do? Like we didn't, we didn't really think this through. And now our kids are 15, 16, you put all your eggs in this one basket Mm -hmm. And they feel they feel they feel bitter, or they they feel burned, or their kids feel burned out, or whatever, right? And so that's why we're we're hitting this
4: topic.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially like in baseball. I mean, when you get drafted to to play baseball, they want to know when you started playing, and it's almost a negative, especially if you're a pitcher, mm-hmm. because you only can pitch the ball so many times right. before your shoulders done. Yeah, that's true. And so it, it and it's the same thing with ACLs and. I mean, our physical, we have more kids with orthopedic surgeons, Mm. like kids shouldn't know the name of an orthopedic surgeon on speed (laughs) dial. Like it's crazy. Mm. And then I also get to work with college students, college athletes who are retiring Mm. for physical reasons or, um, burnout reasons. And I've, I've, I counsel kids that turn down college scholarships Mm. because they're so sick of it. Their, their their identity has been wrapped in soccer mm. for, or their sport for their parent. They don't want to let their parent down because the parent has spent so much money that the kid literally feels like they, they, they're going to let their parents down if they, if they don't want to play and just be a kid in college. Because mm. it's like, what do you mean that's, that's your dream? That's what you've wanted. And it's like, it was it or was it your dream? Mm. And to answer your question, Tracy, we've, I would say David and I have talked to more parents in your situation that regretted right. competitive sports than, than not, right. than then loved it, you know? And, and again, not that, I mean, I would love my kids to play college sports. Like I loved playing college sports, but counting the cost now is a, is a season by season discussion in this house because the cost is only going up. Right. And you, you have to decide as a family, how much time can you handle apart and maintain a healthy marriage a healthy family and honestly how much money can can you put in a college fund versus right. competitive
0: sport exactly. to
3: guarantee your kid can go to college and there's money in the bank right because how many kids have college savings accounts
0: versus money out the window every weekend right. as a competitive sport. Well, and listen, Tina, you've hit on some great things. Let's talk first about the cost of time. And you just were mentioning that, mm-hmm. you know, to evaluate how much can your marriage handle? How much can the other kids, maybe if you have a child in the home that isn't very athletic, so they're not pursuing mm-hmm. comp sports and mm-hmm. one is. How have you guys found, what have you maybe had to give up or what have you had some harder conversations about regarding your time and comp sports?
2: Um, So I guess I'll step in on that one. Um, Our conversations have been around. Well, first I'd say that, you know, um, time is a great equalizer. Every every one of us on the planet get 24 hours, Hmm. and we figure out how to spend it. And so um, in our situation, one of the conversations that came up, uh, we had our oldest daughter in competitive soccer, and uh, so they played uh we can play 3 to 4 hours away. Um it can be an all weekend deal, so then we're missing um um our church on Sunday, uh which is a big part of our life. Um and so that wasn't acceptable to us. Yeah. Um we wanted uh, you know, we're seeking balance. Balance is a term we talk about in athletics a lot, having a solid base of support yeah. and if if your center of gravity gets out of that base of support you fall over well if your center of gravity gets for your family gets out of that base of support you know families crumble Uh, we're seeing that Mm -hmm. left and right Mm -hmm. uh, in our society families crumbling for various reasons and I just hate that sport would add to that right Um, and so we're trying to seek balance and and so some of the ways that we've done that is to say hey we're going to do rec soccer we're not going to leave town and Mm -hmm. and we're not going to you know, sacrifice our Sunday fellowship, um, at our church with our church family, um, you know, on the altar of, we must play sports, you know, and, and frankly, you know, we consider Sunday, a a day of rest. And if the, if we're not rested at the end of the day, we have violated the Sabbath, Mm. you know, the the Sabbath is for, for man and, and not man for the Sabbath. And so, um, so we're seeking balance, so that's kind of the word I would come up with. So okay. David, how, hard,
1: but... and David, how did your daughters respond to that? I mean, it's hard when they when all their mm-hmm. friends are traveling and, and they're going after it and they have a goal. Is that what happened? Did you have to was that a teaching moment for your girls?
2: Um, I feel like for our girls and for our family, it was more of a relief because mm-hmm. that stress level was getting higher. Um, and after all, we are the parents, and we're the ones that are sitting back watching these girls, as Tina mentioned, um, getting towards the end of the this, this season, and there's, they're, they're injured, there's burnout, there's, you know, it's, so we were stepping back going, wait a minute, this is not healthy. So we and pulled back.
3: To, and a to couple things. I remember when the other th- difference with soccer, especially soccer now than before, is you'll have eight, nine, ten-year-olds have practiced three to four times a week now. Right. And then they're gone all weekend. Mm. And so it's not even just games. I mean, they're playing soccer four, five, six days a week. Good point. And mm. when my daughter, when our oldest was in fourth grade, she we, we put her competitive because that's what you do. And... Um, it was so the day I woke up to like, this is ridiculous was when my kids wrote a ca- a song about eating dinner in the car Yeah. and I could <laughs> sing it for you, but I don't want to. And it was on, like, Gina. you know, dinner in the car, dinner. So I, I'd have to get it. I can't remember it. Cause I, it was so sad because yep. it was so funny, huh. but I was like, my kids literally saying are singing me a song because we're eating dinner in the car mm-hmm. again. And I was like, this is insane. Like, how many nights a week are we rushing and eating dinner right. in the car? And then the other point is, the year she she played, um, we kind of bucked the system a little bit because here in competitive soccer, you sign up and you go on August and you go through to May. Yep. And so you get two months off, and it's the same team, and you you play every week all year. Yep. And we when we signed up, we said, look, we are not going to play over the winter. Like mm. we're just we're not going to do it. And then her best friend on the team as well, like a couple of us parents got together and just said, Hey, we're, we're going to take a break over the winter and we're not going to play in this tournament that, you know, we we don't want to go. And so we felt a little bad, but they went and played in this tournament now with two less players Mm -hmm. and took the winter off. And it wasn't really competition over the winter. It was just training, but the funniest thing is, though, I feel like, and I, was, I coached too. I coached my girls as well, and this year I was an assistant coach to that team. That, that last, In May, the last tournament of the season, I mean, the girls that took a break were the, stro- were the strongest players at that tournament. Yeah, that's interesting. The girls that had been playing since August, every week, they were done. Yep. They were fried. And here now you're spending more time, right. more money, more energy in a tournament that these kids physically can't even rise to the occasion to play in.
0: Well, I have to and say, and then they're Tina, all
3: upset because they lost. Right. You know, it's it was it's
0: like, oh my gosh. I'm impressed actually by your ability to make that decision. I wouldn't have been able to make that decision. I mean, we mm-hmm. with our son in basketball and this one team in particular he played for. I mean, I had to drive an hour each Mm. way. I did that for my daughter too, several times a week to practice. And there was no way, there was no way we were missing a practice or a tournament because if we did, Mm -hmm. they weren't going to play. And so I bought into that. And the pressure then was we sacrificed time. Like you're saying, we rarely had family dinners many months out of the year. Mm -hmm. And if one of us had to travel with the kid, now you're splitting up the family um, yep. It was it. Uh, the cost of time is definitely something parents need to consider. Yeah. We can convince ourselves. Yeah. We can convince ourselves that it's productive time, which it can be, but mm-hmm. it can also be mm-hmm. destructive to the family. Also, if you're not careful.
1: Well, and that's why David, right. I like your word balance because it is. And maybe some some parents out there need to hear that word. And you just need to s- just t- just take inventory of your life and lifestyle right now as a family. And just mm-hmm. fast forward five or ten min ten, 10 years and say, is it really worth what you're giving up, you know, to to just go seven days a week? Right. You know. Right. And, right. And, and, so, and time's and, going and,
3: by so fast, yeah. and when you have a commitment every day, that it's going by faster. Right. I mean, I have a nine year old, but in eight years, she's she's out of this house potentially. Right. And yeah. it's like,
0: oh my gosh. And you know what my like, daughter would say today who she played a lot of volleyball in her years, mm-hmm. she doesn't think about that for even one second. She, mm-hmm. That has yep. no impact on her life, who she is now as a college student. Yep. Now she learned some things right. along the way, certainly, sure. but the the game of volleyball or some of those experiences or tournaments she played in, none of that matters to her anymore.
1: Yeah, and I'll say right. this, let me add this, just from th- from that side of the equation. You know, our daughter's now a freshman at the University of Utah. She's at a Pac-12 school. She's got a full uh-huh. tuition scholarship because she didn't make sports her thing, and she got right. focused on on school. She set goals in school. She achieved those goals, and uh, and she's got some friends who were really good soccer players who got scholarships at dinky little schools, and now they're having uh-huh. to go to some little school out in the middle of nowhere. Just to keep following this dream. And in the meantime, Mm -hmm. our daughter is at a Pac-12 school. Not that that's necessarily better than another school, but, you know, our daughter didn't sort of get pigeonholed into one thing. And so she had Mm -hmm. options in front of her, whereas her friends ended up eliminating their options because they were were just sticking to work. I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to play soccer. Like, this is what defines my life, you know?
2: Yeah, it, it can overwhelm a family very quickly. Yeah. And there's there's folks out there, um, and well-meaning because they're passionate and they love, you know, sport, whatever, X, Y, Z, hockey, basketball, soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a $17 billion industry wow. in our country. Wow. And people want um, to keep you engaged because if, if we stay, for example, let's say in the soccer community. And okay, we play spring soccer, summer camp soccer, fall soccer, winter league soccer. So our money is going to that soccer league and not going to basketball or to skiing or to something else that would be um, a wider variety. And in the sports medicine world, it is all about um, not specializing. Mm. And like you said, pigeonholing and, you know, you know, you, you get this child on this one track okay volleyball only or soccer only and you know if that doesn't happen then you know kind of things implode for them and that's that's unfortunate so and just to give you an example i mean the nfl is a 15 billion dollar a year industry (laughs) but youth rec sports is a 17 billion dollar a year industry. that's amazing amazing well and to that point
0: To that point, I want to say, because that's kind of the second thing we were talking about. We kind of transitioned into that, that the next cost you need to really count is the Mm -hmm. money. And I I don't want to belabor money too much because I think it's a pretty obvious uh, point. I think it would be great for every family to do a budget and see how much money they're spending on, like you're saying, all of those leagues they play in, the travel that you do, and just look at Mm -hmm. it and say, gosh, over the course of how many years, how many college educations could we maybe pay for by yeah. not doing this and just paying for college tuition?
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the other thing, too, what's fun is we have kind of in a season right now. Our one daughter's playing volleyball right now, and my oldest, you know, had played soccer and then played basketball, so she's kind of taking a break. And it's so funny because the other day, My kids were like, Mom, can we learn guitar? Mm. And it was like, yes, yes, I have guitar. Guess how Guess was the last time I played my guitar. I think they were in diapers because I've been a soccer coach (laughs) for 10 years. You know what I mean? And it's just it's been so fun to to, uh, fight for this balance in our family. And like you said, Brian, how'd your daughters take that? Well, guess what? We continually have open lines of communication mm. with all the family. Like we have family meetings and we're saying, okay, guys, we're trying to teach our kids to learn to weigh the pros and cons of this as well. That's good. And now my daughter for the first time since she was like five is not registered to play soccer this spring, which part mm. of me is like freaking out. And then the other part though, is like, you know why? Why? because she became vice president of the student council at school. Mm. She's a straight A-plus student. And late in the year, last year, she got licensed to be a re- soccer referee.
4: Good and for she's her. like,
3: I want to make money because we've told her we are not buying her a car mm. in four years.
4: <laughs> that Smart. She, we are going to
3: buy her a half a car. <laughs> and so she gets to decide how cool the other half of that car is going to be. <laughs> and so she's our, you know, type A, firstborn, but – but I'm like, okay, we're going to try this. Now, the younger one is still going to play, and I'm still going to coach, but we've adjusted the schedule. And, but um, the cost is huge because mm. any competitive sport is thousands mm. of dollars. Right, mm-hmm. And we just have to know that going in. And the other issue we get here is you pay the money, and then you get the schedule. Mm. Right, that's And that true. was another deal breaker for us. Was like, I can't commit to something
0: and write you thousands of dollars of checks. That's a good point. And not know if we can do it or not. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Well, listen, I think the financial piece, like I said, I think parents really, I think it really, that was eye-opening for us just to kind Mm -hmm. of look at what exactly are we spending and Mm -hmm. what is college tuition at our state university or whatever yeah but let me
1: let me say to parents because some of you parents might we didn't realize this 10 years ago but now we see it because our kids our daughter's friends have graduated many of them are playing in other at other colleges when when Mm -hmm. a college kid gets a gets a scholarship anymore it's usually a partial scholarship yeah. So, yep. I mean, it's very rare to get a full scholarship. So you're getting a partial scholarship. You're still having to cough up money to go to some other private school or wherever you're going, you know, to pay the other part of the tuition or room and board or whatever. And just trust me, unless you're unless your kid's kind of one of the elite kids. Right. That's really being recruited. Mm-hmm. You're you are comp sport. I can I think I can safely say this comp sports is not an investment.
3: Right. It's no, kind of like it's a car.
1: Yeah. a car is if, not if an investment. If you go in it
3: with that attitude, that's exactly right, Brian. If yeah. you go in it going, you know what? This could end today. Did we have fun? Great. Yep. But if you are going into it for a college
0: scholarship, it is so the wrong motivation. Uh, it mm-hmm. is the wrong motivation to do that.
4: That's good. And
0: that's I think what parents need to really think about because it's it's they're selling this stuff to the parents because the parents are living mm-hmm. the dream through their kid. And yeah, thinking right. how yep. cool right. you know to be able to say my kid, I mean, I, we see it all the time. My kid's on a scholarship to wherever and it's like this badge of honor, which listen, yep. scholarships mm-hmm. are great, but I wanna praise the kids that are doing academic scholarships yeah. or music scholarships. Yeah. Like it's all right. fantastic, but let's just be honest about the cost of it. Yeah. Um, now, okay, this, this next piece I think is important for us to spend a few minutes on and it's the emotional mm-hmm. piece of it because I think this yeah. is the cost that I did not, evaluate very clearly for our son mm. I think he he was more damage I think was done to our son in a lot of ways emotionally playing com sports than if we hadn't and what I mean by that is his personality is he felt pressure and he has a fear of failure so you get on a team where all these kids are the best in their age or in their area now you throw yourself in this team And it was just a constant, I'm not good enough. I don't compare to these people. And it brought more angst into his life than was necessary. And it Mm -mm. affected his emotional development then in other ways. Because we were giving all of our time to basketball. We were giving all of our money to basketball. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to say, just go have fun. Well, he knew that wasn't my attitude as a raging lunatic in the stands sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. he's looking Mm -hmm. at his parents saying, you guys seem to care about this, so this is a big deal, even though you tell me it's not. And so I think parents need to think about the emotional cost to your kids, the pressure that they feel.
1: Yeah, we sat down with him this this at the beginning of the school year, and we just said, AJ, it is up to you. You can play basketball if you want to, and if you don't want to, we 100% support that. Mm -hmm. We do not want, it. you know, if it's stressful, and if it's He's a great student. He's a, he's in student body. He's just a, he's a great Mm -hmm. kid. And he was letting this one area of his, of this, of his life kind of drag him down. And we said, Mm -hmm. don't, don't, if it brings that much pressure and stress and there's no joy in it, don't play it. Right. And we had to give him permission not to play it. Some of you parents out there need to give your kids permission. You need, well, first of all, you need to look in the mirror and say, am I doing this for me or for my kid? And I think exactly. a lot of parents
2: what, have to get the honest. motivation, yeah,
4: right.
1: But then you and, need to be willing to say. taking a year off yeah. in
3: middle school or even high school, Michael Jordan did not make his high school basketball team. Mm. <laughs> I know like, that's true. It's okay to take a year, a, a season off, or a year off. Let the body rest. Let your mind rest. Try something new, and then you can go back to it. Like mm-hmm. we just we we make these huge agreements when these kids are nine, 10 and eleven years old. And, and then you're married to it because if you, you feel stuck and yeah, the emotional trauma is huge. And I noticed that in fourth grade, when my daughter was in fourth grade, Mm. there were kids that did not really want to be there. They were there because their parents dropped them off and Mm. they weren't excited. And so now we're trying to motivate players as a coach, motivation for kids that don't want to be there, but have to be there because. They, they have to be there. Right. And th- so we did the exact same thing you guys just talked about every season. We're like, I don't want you to play because mommy loves soccer. Right. <laughs> like,
4: huh.
3: I want you to play because you love soccer and you love getting better at a sport. And, 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 and there's kids that even don't really love soccer. They love the friends they make in soccer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have to decide. Okay, is that worth two or three thousand dollars <laughs> this season for you to make some good friends, yeah. <laughs> right. which are great friends? But I think, and every child's different too. And I'm not saying this is just—it's for everybody because you really have to assess each child and know their personality. And are they scared to fail? Are they trying to please you? And really peel the onion on that because a lot of
0: us are just fooling ourselves. Right. And I do think that kids. It takes a toll and you need to make sure, you know, as parents, we can't say in one side of our mouth, it's not a big deal and just go have fun and then Mm -hmm. put pressure on them or get mad at them or on the car ride home, give them the litany of mistakes that they made and, you know, have your own insecurities as a parent of wanting to look good to the fellow parents by the way your kid Mm -hmm. performs. It's just a dangerous dynamic that you need to be aware of.
3: Well, it's funny, Tracy, that reminded me when every year we ask our kids, you, you know, like the end of the year and going into the new year, like, what was your favorite memory from this past year? And like, every time it's when we go on a week long family vacation. Hmm. Like, it's quality time with these kids. It wasn't like, oh, when we went to that soccer tournament. Because, yeah, a soccer tournament could be a fun road trip or not. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you got other kids in the car or yep. other parents in the car. Like it can become a stressful situation. And just to one thing I as a coach, when when I have my parent meeting and this this is just advice um, to any parents out there that um, let let you coach, let you parents say whatever you want. I don't <laughs> like I'm a coach that so I get to tell you you know, here are the guidelines I want you to say to your kid. And I, I instill at least a 48 hour rule with my parents. And I, and I tell them, like, if, if your kids tell me you, you commented on their play, like you're in trouble with the coach. (laughs) Like you do not get to critique their play. And I said, and even you get 48 hours. And, but within that 48 hours, you are allowed to say, I loved watching you play. Did you have fun? And where did you see a teammate shine? Oh. So those these are kids good. learn that this the center of the universe does not revolve around them. Mm-hmm. This is a team sport and how are you being how are you getting better, but how are you helping your teammates get better as well? That's great. And then I really encourage parents, like if you want to give feedback, then come to practice. You 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 show up at practice or you shut up. Hmm. Because I am the coach and you guys need to let coaches coach. Hmm. And stop making it worse. We have coaches quitting all the Oh, time, I believe it. Not because of the athletes. I believe it. Because of the parents.
0: Yep. I believe
1: it. Tina, if I ever play soccer again, you're gonna be <laughs> my coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love
4: it.
0: We have a ball, don't get me wrong. I, I and you
3: know what's funny, wow. Brian, you say that. I like every season, like the local club will tend to give me like the the tougher parents that other coaches have been like, Oh my god, I can't handle that one. And we're friends. Like, mm-hmm. cause I'm very, and David can talk. I mean, we just had a Christmas party and like some friends came that are friends of ours that two years ago were labeled by the soccer club, like red flag, red flag. A, like, you <laughs> know, it's
2: problem parents. Wow. Problem
0: parents. Wow. You
2: know, the yellers, the the screamers from the sidelines.
0: Yep. And,
2: yeah. You win them over by, you know, um, just loving on their kids mm. as a coach. Yep. That's
3: well, awesome. and not to plug FCA, but <laughs> 3D coaching is is another form. I mean, even U.S. wrestling right now has adopted 3D coaching. You cannot be a U.S. wrestling coach and you mean, not
2: you mean USA wrestling. USA too. wrestling, yeah, like Olympic.
3: Olympic wrestling are their coaches are all 3D certified, and what that means is the first dimension is to the body, the second dimension is to the mind, and then the third dimension is is to the spirit of the athlete. Why are you playing? Why are we here? And and it, it kind of goes back to this whole thing of what is the point of sports and are we what's the win for sports in your family? What Every family needs to define that win. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That's good. That's good. David and Tina, if you could do one thing differently, let's say with your 12-year-old because your 9-year-old is still young enough, w- would you do anything yeah. differently?
2: So far, I, I think when we were we – were, oh, in the competitive, we made the decision to go competitive. It really, you know, we definitely shifted gears and it ramped everything up, amped it up, um, the stress, the schedule, the finances, the, the emotional toll. Um, and so, in hindsight, I think it was good for us all as to go through that for a year and decide, hey, is this good for us? Is this not? What is the what is the fruit of this? You know, was it was it you know as amazing as it was sold to us and it wasn't for us so we were able to downshift and switch lanes a little bit and um and figure out what works for our family what is balanced so um looking back I feel like um it was tough in the moment but we were under stress and pressure and and uh, there were certain expectations and so forth um, at that competitive level, but we drop back and, and, and now there's more of a love of the game, a love of the sport. Uh, it fits better with our family. And as you mentioned before, it has to fit with every family. You have to figure it out. And if you do have an elite athlete, a very gifted individual and, and, you know, it's sport is easy for them. <laughs> um, whatever that particular version of sport is for them, baseball, basketball, soccer, um, You know, go ahead and excel at it if it works and fits with your family and your finances and your time um, and that draws you together. Great. But if it's splitting the family up and it's too much pressure, then then you do have to step back and you have to ask those questions like Tina was saying. What's the win? Is this really worth it? Count the cost, you know, as they say in construction, measure twice and cut, cut once and uh, says the same thing in the Bible. You know, count the cost before you. Uh, set out to complete a task or to build i 'm paraphrasing there, <laughs> but uh, um, you, you do need to count those costs so.
3: well, and Tracy, you touched on it too, because what if you have an elite athlete and then a bookworm right right <laughs> you know, and you 're spending all this time and energy and focus and it's it's y- what 's the cost of that because right. that other child could say it 's fine, you know i don 't mind right. and you know, they're the ones in counseling later. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like going, My sister got all the attention and she true. could play this. Right. And my dad couldn't care that I was an artist and I right. wanted to sing or you know, and and so as as we joke about the goal of parenting is to make sure your kids can afford to pay for their own counseling. <laughs> <laughs> that's the win no yeah (laughs) they're dead jobs they can pay for counseling it's great oh that's funny
1: well this guys this was so good and we could probably talk for another two hours on this but i I know (laughs) anyone listening to this podcast i i I think the takeaway is mom and dad talk about this count the cost you know after you've listened to this go check it out at flextalk.org. we've got this one online in our uh, family section And there's some discussion questions there that we've been going through. Talk about it together and then talk about it with your kids if they're old enough. And you might be surprised where that conversation goes. So David and Tina, thanks for joining us on this one. We're going to definitely have you on again because you guys were a blast. Uh, But we appreciate (laughs) your wisdom and your insight.
2: Thanks for having us.
4: Thank you, guys.